Welcome back to Morbidly Bewitched for more unnerving tales from across the globe, including funeral practices. I'm Leanne, your personal tour guide, and if you like what you hear but you have an overwhelming desire to see what I describe, I have a YouTube channel under the same name, Morbidly Bewitched, and I always have a corresponding video to these episodes with images to satisfy the more curious individual. If you want, you can head over there. In the meantime, get comfortable and let's get started. In 1959, nine Russian hikers perished in extremely unusual circumstances on the 1st of February. The leader of the expedition was called Igor Dyatlov, a 23-year-old radio engineer. The entire group consisted of seven men and two women, and every one of them was an experienced hiker, fit, able-bodied, and highly capable of the task. The group should have been ten in total when they were setting off, but a very fortunate team member became ill just before they left. So this left the group as Igor himself, Yuri, Lyudimla, Georgi, Alexander, Zinalide, Rustim, Nikolai and Simeon. The proposed task was to hike and ski along a route across the Ural Mountains designed by the group to reach the far northern regions of Zverdlovsk Oblast and the upper streams of Lozva River. The route was approved by the City Commission for the Ten Mountaineers on the 8th of January 1959. The expedition to be undertaken was rated a Category 3, the most difficult, but it's because of the time of year to traverse. But Igor and his team were confident, and on the 23rd of January the same year, they were issued their route book, which mapped out the trail. On the first leg of the expedition, this is when the tenth member I had been talking about fell ill, uh, Yori Jordan, on the 28th of January. He was fully aware that he suffered with problems to do with his heart, and whenever he started feeling sick, he took it upon himself selflessly to drop out of the expedition because he knew that he could end up causing the team problems and jeopardize the entire expedition. And then there were nine. On the 31st of January, they arrived at the higher ground and began preparing for the climb. They had even cached surplus food along their way for sustenance on their return journey, nobody realising the fate that lay ahead. You see, a snowstorm came in, and at this point they were on top of the Kolat Sayakil, which ironically means dead mountain or silent peak. Visibility had sent them slightly off course to the west, however they soon realised their misadventure 
and that's when they decided to set up camp where they would retrace their steps in the morning and get on the right track. People, family and the sports commission began growing concerned when they didn't receive a telegram from the Dyatlov team on the 12th of February as promised. However, realising that expeditions don't always run so neatly, they left it a few more days until the 20th when worried families waited long enough and demanded a search party. The police, army and institute launched a full-scale mission and on the 26th of February found the group's campsite. What unfolded was unbelievable. First, the tent itself was extremely damaged. All of the group's personal items had been left behind and it was almost a scene of vanishing. But how could nine people just disappear? On further inspection, nine sets of footprints could be seen and also showed that they were either barefoot or only in socks. The tent had been slashed from the inside out in a frantic bid to escape. So they followed the prints. The footprints led them to a nearby tree where the remnants of a campfire were seen buried in the snow and there lay the frozen corpses of 21-year-old Yuri and 23-year-old Georgie, both frozen but also showing signs of burn marks and multiple abrasions. Not far from the two men lay the bruised body of the exhibition leader 23-year-old Igor, along with 22-year-old Zinalda. It looked like they had died trying to return to the tent. Some days later, 23-year-old Rostim was found with a caved-in skull. The final four were eventually found in a ravine. They had attempted to carve a shelter out of the snow. 23-year-old Nikolai had a caved-in skull. 24-year-old Alexander had a deformed neck and was missing his eyebrows, while Simeon and Lodemil had crushed chests, broken ribs, and both were missing their eyes and tongues. A full-scale investigation was opened, but to this day, no one has a definitive answer. The coroner's report simply put, their demise was due to an overwhelming force which the hikers were not able to overcome. Theories did begin uh, from the Mansi theory, believing that Soviet authorities were somehow involved and killed them for straying onto forbidden land. The espionage theory that a couple of members were somehow responsible, but that doesn't really add up. And anything from UFOs to Yetis. And the slab avalanche theory. Um, 
slab slab avalanche to be honest would be the most plausible reason given behind any of these theories because it is as its name suggests it's an avalanche in the form of a massive slab of ice that breaks away from a mountain and the force that it comes down the side of a mountain with would be akin to almost a freight train but it does not explain some of the other anomalies of the victims first there is the um, fact that they were so scared they had went in completely separate directions the avalanche if there was a slab avalanche was not detected and it definitely did not look like it had passed over the tent but yet they had slashed their way from the inside out why did they not just run straight out the front zipped door of the tent why leave without any possessions and and barefoot the first two victims that were found by the tree the trees that surrounded them had scorch marks far higher than a normal campfire could be responsible for and the branches were removed far higher than someone could climb the burns and tree bark was embedded into their feet which would have suggested that they somehow tried to scale the trees but this does not seem like a reasonable feat for a human being to accomplish there is the other um, victims that had their missing eyes and tongue i mean yeah this could be very easily chalked off to the general wildlife however i find it highly unlikely that wildlife would be so specific and choose to eat a corpse's eyeball or their tongue and leave the rest Um, eyeballs will be the first thing to decompose because of their structure they're extremely fragile but it still does not explain the deaths of these nine hikers. The entire incident has went down in history as unsolved and is forever known as the Dyatlov Pass named after obviously the expedition leader himself a large stone area was put there in memory of the nine hikers uh, with their names on a plaque so there you go an unusual unsolved case in the snow until next time sleep tight and i will see you soon